everyone. It's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. I'm really excited about this week's topic, discovering your true identity, because we feel a constant pressure as women in our culture today to somehow figure out who we are and what makes us unique and special. I feel like almost every book and message that is coming out for women today is somehow centered around this idea of finding your unique identity, discovering who you really are, learning how to be yourself. And as a result, so many of us are consumed with self-discovery, self-expression, self-identity, and self-fulfillment. But it's so refreshing to realize in the midst of all this pressure that the Bible points us to an entirely different pattern for finding our true identity. We're not actually supposed to look to self to define who we are, but to Jesus Christ. And that can be such a freeing thing to realize because I remember when I first began to feel that pressure to figure out who I was and what made me unique and special and what my niche or my identity was in the culture, I couldn't figure it out. It was like I constantly heard this message of, you know, tap into your true self and learn who you really are and express yourself to the world. But I didn't really know how to do that. I really didn't know who I was. And so I began to feel like, okay, do I even have value and worth because I can't figure out what this unique thing about me is or what my true self really is. And then I began to realize that I was looking to the wrong source to define who I was. I was looking to myself instead of to Jesus. And that was such a a refreshing wake up call for me. In Psalm 8611, it says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And radiant in that verse means to shine and to give light. It's very similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 5 when he tells us, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And so when we are truly shining his light to this world, then the result of that is not that people will see more of us, but that they will see more of him. It says the reason we shine this light is to glorify our father in heaven. What an incredible privilege that is to reflect light that draws people's eyes back to Jesus. And it's so freeing because we don't have to worry about putting our best foot forward and making sure we're being seen in the right light. We need to make our focus showcasing Jesus Christ. And when we do, we'll discover our true purpose in our true identity. So Jesus says that when we shine his light to this world, people will see that heavenly radiance reflecting from our lives and will give glory to God. And that's really how you can tell whether the radiance that is coming from your life is human or heavenly. There is a way to showcase a radiance or um, a magnetic charm to this world that is entirely based in self, but it's not the kind of charm or radiance that truly glorifies God. It's the kind of, of appeal that the culture constantly pushes us towards, but it's truly reflecting self to this world rather than Jesus Christ. 
When I was about 14 years old, I constantly was hearing this message, like I said, of just learn to be yourself and learn to love yourself. And I was really told that if I could just learn how to love myself and tap into my true self, then all my insecurities would melt away and I'd have confidence and I'd know my purpose in life. I even remember a youth pastor one time when I was 12 or 13 telling all of us kids in the youth group that we should go home that night and look in the mirror and say to our reflection, I love you, which is a really, really awkward concept to think about. And I don't think any of us actually did it, but it really made me preoccupied with self-discovery and self-love until I began to recognize that getting my eyes off self was really uh, what was going to lead to that security and fulfillment and confidence that I was seeking. So as modern women, we are often really preoccupied with self-focused questions, things like, how can I find myself? How can I learn to just be me? How can I learn to be my true self? Who am I and what makes me uniquely special? And we're taught that if we find ourselves and be ourselves, we'll be happy, fulfilled, and well-adjusted. We'll fulfill our true purpose in this life. Instead of asking an entirely different question, not who am I? But who is Jesus? And once we understand who he is and who he has meant us to be in light of who he is, then we understand who we are truly meant to be. Now, I'm not trying to downplay the fact that there is a true side to, quote, being yourself. And I think I've said this on previous podcasts. You know, if you're 13, don't try to be an 18-year-old. If you're a 50-year-old, don't try to be a 22-year-old, you know, with plastic surgery and all these things. If you're single, don't live like you're married. If you're married, don't try to live this carefree single lifestyle where you don't act like you don't even have a family. Or if you're a mom with kids, don't live as if you don't have kids and you just have all this freedom to do whatever you want. And of course, one of the big ones in our day and age is if you're a woman, don't try to be a man. If you're a man, don't try to be a woman. And we're not going to go into that much in this podcast, but that's really what it means to be yourself, to be content with who God has made you. So if he's single, be fully uh, alive in that calling of singleness today. If you're married, then he's called you to marriage today. So walk in that calling. Be content with the gender that he's made you, the age that he's made you, the nationality he's made you, the situation that he's placed you in. As Amy Carmichael says, in acceptance lies peace. So that's really what it means in a biblical sense to be yourself, be the person that God has made you to be, to accept where he's placed you and who he's made you and the gender and the circumstances that you're in, to fully accept that as a gift from God. But the false and dangerous side to this idea of being yourself is notions like this. If you really want to do something, you should just do it. After all, you need to be true to yourself. Or if you don't like something, you shouldn't do it. Sort of like being happy is all that matters. Or if you have whims and desires, you should just act on them. Your desires must be good if they feel right to you. Or you should never worry about changing or growing or refining the person that you are right now. Just love and celebrate who you are in all your weakness and sin. You shouldn't feel guilty about your sinful fleshly impulses, your selfish whims and desires. Just let them be what they are because you have to be you. That really is the danger because that is not biblical at all. And so much sin and fleshly behavior is being excused today in the church under this banner of I'm just being myself. I remember hearing this woman, uh, I was actually on a video, I didn't go to hear her speak, but I heard, uh, watched a video of her speaking. And she was in a Christian church, she called herself a Christian pastor. She was really, really sensual, covered in tattoos, inappropriately dressed, using abundance of profanity 
in her talk being um, heretical in the things that she said, referring to God with female pronouns, embracing and endorsing homosexuality. So a lot of things that she was doing and saying were just completely against the word of God. But she said, you know, some people believe that Christian leaders shouldn't do this or shouldn't use bad language or shouldn't say these things. I believe that Christian leaders shouldn't try to be someone they aren't. And that got her a very rousing applause from the crowd, which is just a very scary thought. So here are Christians endorsing this behavior, thinking, oh, it's just so good that she can be herself. But this is not what it means to shine God's light to the world or to to truly fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. You're not to just look at your life and say, well, my identity is found in whatever I want to do, whatever makes me happy. But my identity is found in getting out of the way so that Jesus and his life and truth can be seen in and through my life. Just as John the Baptist did when he said, I must decrease so that he, meaning Jesus, would increase. So here are some very popular messages from best-selling Christian books. One of them is God smiles when he sees you being you. The other is God wants to unleash you, let your inhibitions go, and celebrate who you are. And another one is learn to be you and let the world deal with it. Now, all three of those statements came out of best-selling Christian books today. But let's contrast those ideas with what scripture says of what it means to become your true self. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone comes after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now to deny in this verse actually means to forget oneself, lose sight of oneself and one's own interests. How amazing is that? The pattern of the gospel is not one of self-discovery, self-esteem, or self-expression, but self-denial and self-abandonment. And we see this all throughout scripture. Jesus also said in Matthew 10, 39, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And to find your life in this verse, which Jesus says is not what we should be doing, means to find self by thought, examination, scrutiny, observation, practice, and experience, to see, to learn, to discover, and to understand self. Now, to me, that sounds like the ultimate definition of self-discovery and being true to ourselves that is so popular today. We feel almost excused in being obsessed with figuring out who we are. But Jesus says the only path to true life is to lose our life for his sake. And that means to destroy self, to put out of the way entirely, to abolish and to render useless. Wow. So if you're trying to find yourself or figure out how to be yourself, the answer actually lies in self-abandonment, giving up your right to yourself, absolute surrender of everything you are to Jesus Christ. That is the only way to be the person God created you to be. And I really think that this is all summarized very beautifully in a quote from Elizabeth Elliot about finding your true self. She said, the world looks for happiness through self-assertion. The Christian knows that joy is found in self-abandonment. If a man will let himself be lost for my sake, Jesus said, he will find his true self. 
So if you've been grappling with that question of who am I, what makes me unique, what makes me special, you are unique and you are special and you do have great worth to God, but your true identity needs to be wrapped up not in self, not in who you are, but in who he is. So as you put self aside, as you stop focusing on self and as you start focusing on him and saying, Lord, I want all selfish things to be pushed aside, to get out of the way, to be denied, and I want to become a vessel for you to work through to shine your light and your glory to this world, that's when you'll find your true identity. If your goal in every conversation and every decision and action that you do is to point eyes back to Jesus Christ, then you know that you're walking in God's true purpose for your life. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And if you'd like to go deeper into finding your true identity in Christ, I encourage you to join us for our online course this month called True Identity. It's available at setapartgirl.com. And even if you didn't join us right when the course first came out, you can still jump on board at any time. And this is a a really in-depth look with four weekly lessons and a comprehensive course notebook and a QA. and a And it's a really in-depth look at what it means to find true purpose and true identity in Jesus Christ. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.